Mike Stadler here. Carl Bethke here. The Obsession Podcast. I uh, got another question that come into us here. Several parts to this one again. Oh boy. Uh, we are in February, so we're going to talk about uh, February land projects. Bedding improvements, TSI, hinge cut versus complete cut, frost seeding, um, and when do you start the shed hunt? Hmm. Alrighty. Well, let's start with the... Uh Bedding improvement, seeing that's the first part of the question. Uh, bedding improvement for me this year, I was actually at my property the other day and pulled a bunch of my cameras. I was looking at the bedding areas and kind of seeing where the deer are bedding. Uh, what I did last year worked out really well. I did some hinge cuts, but are about, a, I don't know, 85 to 100 yards off of some of the main food plots. Deer are definitely using them, which is good. There is a little bit, see my property is a little bit different because it faces it's north facing so the north facing slopes uh, the deer don't think because predominant wind directions from the north that deer aren't going to bed on your property they always bed on the south side of the hill that's not true um, depending on which direction the wind's coming from will be where they lay right so created bedding areas in there uh, by hinge cutting some of the box elder trees some of the elms and I noticed there's a bunch of dead elms that are, you know, you can mushroom hunt morels and stuff around them, but north facing slope, they don't get a lot of sun, so it does produce a lot of morels. Probably gonna take those down, get them on the ground. Uh, I've taken out a couple more trees, I think, uh, just to kind of get the briars up and stuff and in a couple of those areas, get a little bit more of a stem count down in that area for the doe bedding. Um, that's bedding improvement on my property. You gonna change anything over here? I am not. Um, we did last um, last January. We did a lot of hinge cutting, um, complete drops mm -hmm. um, on my property here. Uh, three different areas, which I know you have that mm -hmm. my layout that I I sent to you. Mm -hmm. We could show, um, and I'm really this year should be even better because that should even grow up thicker in there now. Um, I've got a little bit of everything, you know, girdled trees. Yeah dropped trees, hinged trees, um, really trying to get that undergrowth and get that canopy opened up. Why don't you um, talk to the girdling quick, tell everybody why it's girdled and what <clears throat> you expect that to. So a girdled tree, if, if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's basically you cut all the way around the tree, um, not through it, but just right. all the way around it. That tree, sometime within the next five years, is gonna go over. Mm -hmm. um, so what it does is it continues to keep your land improving, basically. it's. So you kind of do it so you don't have to continue every year to go in and cut trees. They're just naturally going to go down right. and open up for the undergrowth. Um, and obviously that's going to be specific trees you're going to pick to girdle. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to girdle a, you know, a 30 inch oak. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't go doing that. So, and and uh, I'm going to tell you too, if you don't know about trees, don't go cut them down. Oh God, no. You know, get somebody that knows what they're doing, which trees to take down, um, have a plan right? for sure what you want to do with it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shows you can watch, and uh, not to say anything, you know, this guy knows a heck of a lot more than everybody that I've talked to. Jeff Sturgis stuff, Whitetail Habitat Solutions, um, you know, he'll tell you how he does, goes about doing uh, some of his TSI improvements like that, which is like what Mike did, which is like what I did, 
you can self-educate yourself, but if you can get somebody who actually knows this stuff, it's probably better. Um, that being said, um, it's not like you just randomly walk through the woods and cut and hand-cut trees. You have to pick locations and understand why you're going to do certain things and directions to fall trees, yep. directions For not to. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Like I say, maybe, maybe you can put that picture up if you want, and the people that do watch of mine, you mm -hmm. know, where we picked. We picked the area and we laid that area out. We laid a border out of it first. Yep. And then we went in and we picked our trees to girdle, yep. to drop, and to hinge. Yep. So there's girdle trees, drop trees, and hinge trees in each one of those areas. Yeah, and I think you have, what, five bedding areas? Yeah, well, I have three main big bedding areas. Yeah. About seven acres total yep. between the three um, where we also developed it to have a saddle in the middle mm -hmm. of, of actually the three of them. You know, we have bedding area, saddle, bedding area, kind of another saddle. Mm -hmm. So area. what you're saying is you're creating hunting opportunity? That's what we try to do. Structure <laughs> yeah. and hunting opportunity is kind of crazy. And, and I've even had, uh, you know, this is with me now into the, the one year after we did that, and I had some trees go down that were girdled. Um, because of some of the high wind storms we had, yeah, which actually is kind of nice because those trees went down before other stuff. True, and and we wanted them down anyway eventually. So, yeah. you know, those, those trees that are girdled are usually going to hinge. Yeah, when they break, so they're going to continue to grow on the ground, yeah. which is browse, which is cover. Yeah, so yeah. side cover is a, an important thing, yeah. especially if they fall. Everything is fall in the correct yeah. direction. Yeah, remember, you never want to. You never want a deer trail with parallel hinge cuts. You want perpendicular hinge cuts to the trail that the deer use most. So you can pass by. Yeah. Well, the big thing that is too for them also is, is escape routes if they're actually utilizing certain areas. Yeah. You know, they feel more comfortable with that. If they have to jump over a huge amount of logs and things like that, they don't want to go in there and do anything. So yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty big deal. So that kind of gets into the TSI and hinge cut stuff uh, versus complete cuts. You know, complete cuts, there's, sometimes there's trees you want to take completely down. Yeah, I've got some right now that I want to get out of there. Yeah. I've got some black walnut trees that I want out. Um, you know, you might want to have somebody cut those. Those I'm going to have somebody take off because <laughs> those are worth money. And, and the thing with a black walnut is uh, those walnuts are acidic Very on the ground. Yeah. You, you ain't growing nothing around them. No. The worst part is, is they're all along my... Um, edge of my biggest food plot. Yeah. Well, so it's basically dirt, you know, or trying to get that to grow is, is difficult, you know, and the trees are worth money. So those are trees you're going to want to have somebody take out, you know, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't want them here. Look at all you always utilize a little bit of money. Everybody likes a little bit of cash. Whatever, a little bit of cash doesn't hurt anything. <clears throat> you know, uh, for me, complete cuts are going to basically be those dead elms, the stuff I was talking about earlier. Uh, to, there's no leaves on them, no nothing. They're just sitting there. There's a junk tree. That's just junk. Um, and there'll be a couple hinge cuts around those. I don't have a lot to do on my property. The the four or five bedding area, the five bedding areas that I've got on my mm -hmm. property, looking in the snow, real productive. Mm -hmm. You know, I filmed it, and I'll show it here on the show. But uh, I mean, we're talking a lot of beds, not a lot of big beds. Yeah. You know, but a lot of deer staying on the property. See, my when you were talking about the you know four five six seven bedding is here my bedding kind of changes in the winter because i have this slow 
yeah. the south facing ridge. So I get a lot of bedding yeah. on this south side of that ridge in the winter. Yeah. Because they're out of the wind. Right. You know, and it's nicer there. Of course. You know, so yeah, it does change a little bit. Yeah, <coughs> that's a big one. Now, somebody brought up to me the other day, and he's actually on our staff, and I, I kind of, I guess I jumped on. Yeah, we talked a little bit about, about, about this on Wednesday. Uh, frost seeding. So uh, one of the guys came to me and asked me about frost seeding. Well, currently right now, his property is down by my place, so there's eight or ten inches of snow in the woods and pretty much the same all in the fields, you know. Deer digging, it's probably at least six inches out there. So they're digging down in there and eating. But uh, you don't frost seed on top of snow um, because what happens is you get the melt, right? Let's say we have a rapid melt. Say this, this coming week. So right now, currently, it's February 11th. We'll let everybody know that. And uh, I think it's like the 16th or something. We got a big storm coming in. It's supposed to be 45 degrees, and it's supposed to start raining. Yep. And then it's going to snow on the backside because the temperature is going to drop. Well, great. Say we get a heavy rain and it's melting the snow away, and you've got seed sitting on top of the snow. Where's that seed going to go? Bye-bye. That's right. It's going to all wash away. So you spent a huge amount of money on clover seed, the right clover seed. So you can frost seed over your clover plots, or you're going to uh, switch grass, even more expensive. Going to go in there and put switch grass over the top of the snow. Well, that's a big mistake in my opinion. You got to have exposed soil for me uh, to do frost seeding. So you either did it before the snow came, or you do it after you can get good seed to soil contact. That's frost seeding because it's still going to be cold. It's going to get hot. It's going to get cold. What happens is the temperature changes. The soil expands, contracts, expands, contracts. It actually sucks the seed into the ground. Uh, it gets a little bit of rain or something, and the mud start on top starts to soften up with a let's just say a clover seed or a switchgrass seed which is very small at that point the rain drives it into the mud you get good soil to seed contact understanding that switchgrass has to have that uh hot and cold hot and cold to to actually uh open up the seed so it'll actually take um realizing too when you look at switchgrass that there's Different germination rates for hard seed and soft seed when it comes to switchgrass, so make sure you look at that. Some of the soft seed can germinate at like a 60% rate, and some of the hard seed only germinates at like a 20% rate. So it's important to make sure you get the right seed. Pay good money for good seed when you're doing switchgrass stuff. Clover seed's a little more easy. Um, you can use white ladinos and things like that. Either you can get good mixes from Maxi Rack or you can get good mixes from Grandpa Ray's, whatever you want to do there. Um, me, myself, I make my own mix. And uh, it seems to take really good. I mean, our, our uh, I'll show you guys some pictures right now. All my clover plots, that, which I don't have a lot, but I have a couple small ones on the property at my place on the Triple B, they're digging in it. Just digging it right down, and they're actually eating the clover and chicory. They're not touching where the brassicas are. I have a few areas where they're digging the brassicas, and obviously winter rye is in there too. So that's probably what they're digging at, not so much the brassicas, because I think they've eaten all the turnips and everything down. But uh, that's what I'm seeing on my property uh, currently. And frost seeding, you don't have frost seed over the top of snow because it's going to wash away. That's my view on that part of it. Yep. You, Pretty much agree with that part of it? Yes, for sure. Oh, all right. Yeah. And uh, when do we start to shed hunt? 
realistically, I want the snow gone when yeah. I start to shed out. You can go out there now. There's people finding shit. There's some people finding them now, yeah. But, I, you know. I think you'll be better here at the beginning of March. Yeah. Maybe, if, maybe a little later. Yeah. If, uh, you know, a big, big time for me, shed hunting was always uh, when I would go with my brother-in-law down to his place and we'd go on Easter. Yep. And that's yeah, it. It's usually April. pretty cleaned up by then. Yeah. It's still, uh, the woods is open. Yeah. See. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know, it's just too much work right now to try to walk through there. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was, last week, I was, it was at the land at the Triple B, and I had the wheeler, and I, you know, that Kawasaki's got full, full-time four-wheel drive if I lock it in. I needed it to start climbing the hill, and I never yeah. made it to the top. Yeah, I believe that. So, and there was eight to ten inches of snow. Yeah, a lot more snow there than what's down here. Yeah, 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 that's true, too. But that's for me. I mean, if you want to go shed hunt, obviously you need to go where the deer are currently. You know, pay attention. Unless you got a dog. Well, that's true too. You know, and I suppose you could do it at different times. But uh, yeah, I, I always like to say more March, middle March, later March, beginning of April. I guess it depends. It depends if there's snow. If there's snow, I'm not going. No. I'm going to wait, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, even no. if they were in the food plots and they lost them a couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah, all you see is maybe a tie yeah. or something sticking out if you're lucky. Because I, I haven't seen, <coughs> seen a lot of deer out around here lately, and I have not seen a horn. Right. So i got to believe that they're the majority of them are off here. Yeah, I noticed on some of my so, pictures, a lot of my deer started to shed antlers would be, uh, I'd say, from that Christmas Eve time span to the 15th of January. Yeah. I was getting a lot of warm horns, and then boom, there they are. Yep. They got holes in the head, yep. old rack on them. So a hole in the head, hole in the head. So that horn's got to be that rack's laying around there somewhere. So I got to find it. But right. uh, I didn't look really hard, just grabbing cameras, and I find found zero sheds. You know, if yeah, Jake, I pulled a bunch of cameras out a few weeks ago, and I didn't look really at all. I just looked where I was. I didn't see nothing right. obvious, so I was out of there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time doing that. But you have anything you want to add about, you know, complete cut, hand cut, TSI stuff? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, January, February is when you want to do it. Right. Really. I mean, don't, don't dick around with that in the summer. Yeah. That's not when you should be cutting trees down. I will say right now, say we got this really cold temperatures right now, Mike. You know, we're at four degrees for a high, or right now yeah. when I got here to your place. Yeah. This is not when you want to hinge cut certain trees. You don't want to go in there and start cutting soft maple or anything like that and hinge cut it because it's going to break You'll off. You'll break it off. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to hinge cut, let's wait another month, I think. March, as soon as things get to that 35, 40 degree constant temperature, 35 degrees. But before spring green up, that's when you want to cut them. The other thing I'll add too is if you got apple trees and you want to trim, right now is not a bad time to trim. Yeah. But that's a. Uh, that's just kind of an add-on because basically you want that stuff all ready for spring once the spring starts going it won't interfere with the trees so well, that's about all I got for for this one yep I would I guess just sum it up you know know what you're doing lay it out you know talk to somebody that knows what tree to cut when to do it